You're listening to the Nutmeg Arena by the Nutmeg Assist. Hello and welcome to this week's TNA podcast with my guest Yossi, myself. We're going to be reviewing the Italian Serie A and the German Bundesliga. Yossi, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. Very looking forward to this uh, show yeah, this week. Italian yeah, League is my favourite league. So, ah, I'm, I'm a Bundesliga, definitely a Bundesliga fan. Um, so we should uh, work out well here. Yeah, we should do, should do. Uh, right, I'm going to get stuck straight into it. Uh, the Italian League this year, for me, indicated domestically, anyway, not necessarily how the teams fared in European football, but domestically. Uh, indicates to me that it's on its way back. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I'm in agreement. I think some teams have uh, progressed, and uh, we'll definitely talk about them later. But Atalanta, especially, have like really taking like great strides. Um, and I feel like other teams are going to sort of that like adopt that uh, expansive approach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I'm looking forward to because in recent years, uh, football in Italy hasn't been as strong, but like last year or two, starting to progress a bit, which is great to see. Yeah, well, you mentioned you mentioned Atalanta, Atalanta there. Uh, for me, they're the success story of the season. Uh, what Gasparini's done at that club is he's worked wonders, and they finished in the Champions League places. Now, yeah, they could they could have fine, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Italy have got the fourth uh, the fourth place back this year. I mean, let's not forget Atalanta actually finished fourth. They'll be were unable to qualify for the Champions League because they only had three places in Italy. Mm, um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do in the summer in terms of their players because they are a club renowned for being for selling players on. Uh, I remember that uh, the other the other year after the success in the Europa, uh, the Europa League, uh, they did uh, they did sell some players on to Inter Milan and AC Milan uh, specifically, and then they real they rebuilt. They seem to have this structure of rebuilding after they sell on. Uh, and they do it very successfully. Yeah, they've done well. I mean, so, like they lost a few key players, as you mentioned, like Kessie. And they get... They, they, I'm not sure if it's youth products or they just recruit well and they get a lot of wear and tear out of some of their older players. But yeah. they just, yeah, keep keep managing to, I guess, turn over and improve upon that sort of to what sort of i mean not to anger you at all but similar similar to um what liverpool did when they uh sold Coutinho and got the money in for that yeah yeah but obviously on a lesser scale but yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah they've actually uh what you mentioned there whether whether it's youth players or whether it's a scouting system this is uh this is gasparini's second team at atalanta now the first team he built was predominantly all from the from their youth academy mm. Uh, then they sold on, uh, got some good money in for for them, and then they went. This team is a bit more multinational, rather than just Italian-based uh, youth players, and they got players in from Argentina, from Poland. There's a couple of Dutch players in there, uh, and there's some really good fans that they found in Eastern Eastern Europe, uh, specifically. That again, and it, they've took took them up a, a further level. Yeah, 100%. Um, I know, uh, obviously, you being a big fan, who do you think's really uh, stood out from uh, Atlanta for you? I like the striker. Zabasta. Which one? 
Zapata, yeah, yeah come yeah. on. Uh, I think I feel, I do think he, I feel he, he could be the one that does get sold sold in the summer. Uh, but the way he plays uh, just reminds me of he's so dynamic. Mm. Uh, don't get me wrong, he's got he's got great players behind them uh, in terms of uh, the way they play. He's he's always he's always going to get chances created for him. But the way in which he re- it's very rare that you see a striker now that can do a number of things. I think strikers these days have sort of tend to have similar to central midfielders tend to have like one major quality. So they can have they can have play deep or they can play advanced or they're after a target man, things like that as well. I, I do feel he's a very good all round striker. Yeah, he's got he's got a lot to his game. I, I do yeah. agree with that. Um he, look, he may be picked off, but I also this is his first season of being, I suppose, like a, a significant like goal scoring record. Yeah, um, and he's been he's been around a bit, so I'm not sure if someone will jump in straight away. Um, but again, could happen. Um, yeah. But I suppose compared to the other two forwards they use fairly often, both being uh, considerably older, it's more likely as a putter will go if they if anyone's going to take one of their forwards. Yeah. Yeah. How about yourself? Oh, I, I'm a I'm definitely a sucker for uh, Papu Gomez. Uh, yeah, he's a bit of he's a bit of a, a little bit of a terrier. Um, played more as a just outright centre forward last season and got a lot of goals. And his goals this year, um, I suppose, weren't significant, but you could see that he's definitely dropping in uh, more so to try to create more and got more assists because of it. Um, but he just he's he's everywhere, and he's sort of for me the clear like clear creator of that team. Yeah, um, yeah, I I sort of wish. Like I'm happy with all Atalanta story and him staying there, but like from like a story point of view, if he went to like a big team and then won everything there, I, w- I would be so happy if he did. But yeah. as long as like the fact they got to the Champions League and he's got the opportunity is, I can't really ask for more. Yeah, and is he thirty one? Is he thirty one or, or just turned thirty one now? I think he, I think he may just turn thirty two, but yeah, so- not yeah, he's a bit, he's fairly old. Um, yeah. I know going yeah. second. I don't know if he actually finished as top assists. Uh, I think he got most assists in the league, but he certainly was going into the last game of the season. I think he finished on eleven assists. So he, he is very good technically. So good mm. on the ball as well. I don't think I've ever seen him lose a, uh, lose possession of the ball. He's yeah, good. he's he just yeah retains the thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's solid on that level. Um, yeah. So we've probably spoken about uh, like the team that we've enjoyed probably the most. I think I think you're yeah. on a similar boat to me on that. Um, what teams have I suppose you've been a little bit disappointed with, or yeah, on the on the other side of the coin? Yeah. Um, well, the good thing about Italy this year was the Champions League race. It seems mm. to be the Champions League race, it went right down to, or when I say the fight for third and fourth, right down to uh, the last game. So, I mean, it's hard to pick because I think that the Milan teams, I'd probably say AC Milan. Okay. Yeah. Why, why so? Because he didn't really seem to kick on. I thought he'd done some really good business in January. 
Mm-hmm. And he didn't really seem... To, he did, just didn't kick on from there. Uh, prior prior to um, the January transfer window, uh, they were actually... In, uh, it, I wouldn't say inconsistent form, but I thought, I thought they were looking like one of the favourites to finish in the Champions League places. And... And when they got the two players in January, they were really, really good, good signings. And then he didn't kick on from it. So I think split the question, maybe it's certainly second half of the season, I'd have to say he's seen the one. I suppose from my perspective, usually when you've got like a title race, and also happened in the Premier League actually, like you've got teams really like buying out to get that like third or fourth position, whatever it may be. But I feel with um the top four chasing Serie A, it was very much like whoever like wasn't going to screw up. Yeah. Like they're just dropping points like any which way they could. Yeah. Um, um, so for me, like that whole title, that whole challenge of the fourth was like exciting, but for me just wasn't like, no one really deserved it beside Atalanta, Atalanta in my eyes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would say... From a purely footballing perspective, because there's other issues with uh, Syria that happened this year with the whole um, Moise Keane situation. Um, I think there are two normally fairly solid teams in uh, Genoa and Fiorentina that just scraped through. And, (laughs) like, they're they're not historically teams that would win the Syria on any regular basis, but they're always, like, mid-table. You get some exciting plays in there, but they both... They were both a bit shorty this year. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, though, um, I think Piontina's got uh, some uh, good youngsters in there and I I feel like progression will come. Just something's not right in either of those two clubs and I can't quite put my money on what it is. Yeah. Well, I believe up until... It was was quite weird because up, up until I think the second last game of the season... I think up until ele- 11th place could have got relegated. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The points are tight in fairness. Yeah, I think, um, the points I think Bologna... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah. I think Bologna finished on 44 points and the relegated was th- got 38 points. Yeah. Fiorenti- yeah. Fior- both Fiorentina and Genoa, the teams that you mentioned, were both in the mix there. I think Fiorentina especially. I mean, Genoa Gen- 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 sold their striker, didn't he? Uh, to uh, Piatek to Milan in January. I mean, he was on fire uh, prior to that. I mean, he scored the majority of his goals for Genoa this season. Um, So, I mean, with that club, you sort of get used to it because they're they're traditionally known for selling on any good plays that they do have uh, because they are... I don't want to say a lesser club because they they, they are well-known in Italy and well... uh, one of the most historic clubs, but you could sort of expect them to have a bad season, as opposed to Fiorentina, who don't. They over the last sort of eighteen months, two years, and all, uh, they've just been took over, haven't they? I believe, but they've got some really good prospects, like you said, and they just haven't kicked on. They haven't kicked on at all this year. I expected them to be in the top end of uh, reaching out, maybe for. For the open league places, uh, mm. look, I, I think it'll take a bit of time for them to probably get there because, as you said, like fairly young, 
Um, but a lot of potential. And given how poorly they finished, if, I reckon there might be some fairly intelligent uh, clubs that'll pick up some of these guys. Um, especially for me, like Lafont or Simeone to an extent. Like yeah. either one of them, someone's going to pick up on them. Um, yeah, maybe even a Jordan Batu. But yeah. Yeah. Um, the reason I was angling towards Inter Milan before is mm. I actually expected Inter Milan to put more, more of a title challenge this year. But all that drama with Icardi and Spalletti. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on throughout the season. And it's, just, it's the same old Inter Milan. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I was sort of umming and ahhing between AC Milan and Inter Milan. Uh, more because I expected Inter Milan to be further up. Uh, up the league is where AC Milan was predominantly. I expected it because of the season that they were having, then the silence that they were having. And now it's gone. Uh, it's gone pear-shaped since January. But I also yeah. want, I want a little shout out for Napoli as well because not in terms of having a bad season, but I actually want to give Carlo Ancelotti some credit for the job he's done there because I mean Sarri is a god now at Napoli. Uh, if you see the if you see the fans' uh, perception of Sarri, replacing him wouldn't have been easy, and then to replace that style of play as well. Wouldn't have been easy. Now, I expected Napoli to drop out at the top four this year uh, under Ancelotti. And he's actually done... He's gone about his business quite quietly. I thought mm. they were quite unlucky, unlucky in the Champions League as well. And they've... All right, they didn't really get close enough to Juventus, but I think uh, they've just played consistently well. But they were never under... Uh, that second place was never under threat either. Yeah, look, I, I see what you're saying. For me, I I don't think he's done a bad job. I just don't think he's done a particularly good job because yeah. um, from the summer, I mean, not for the summer, from last season, the, um, they really, really lost Jorginho, who was fairly integral to what they do, but they did bring in Fabian Ruiz for a lot of money. They did have Milik back in terms of full fitness for the first time ever. Um, and in terms of output from just like, the players in previous seasons being Mertens and Insigne didn't really, for me, didn't quite click as well. Yeah. Um, like, they did a fairly good job considering manager change and some players, like a, a particularly important player left. But for me, it, getting to second with everyone else, I suppose, slipping up as much as they did, uh, I, it's not it's not that great in my eyes. Yeah. Well, look, see, for me, I've got to be honest, I'm not a big Carlo Ancelotti fan. Uh, as a manager and I always shock people with it uh, when I say that obviously his record stands for itself the number of European Cups he's won great but domestically in the league obviously I'm going to take Bayern Munich out, out the equation I think anyone could have come in after Pep Guardiola but then I thought he messed that job up completely yeah uh, it, was a, it was a culture change yeah it was yeah and he did, I don't think his uh, teams play as in, uh, quite as intense as what Guardiola's done so but I thought I thought this was a big challenge for him because he's managed Paris Saint-Germain Real Madrid AC Milan and Bayern Munich teams who are all I don't really think he done great with now he only won the league twice with AC Milan uh, when he took over Paris Saint-Germain he finished second to Montpellier he did win the league there Obviously, when he took over Real Madrid, he finished third. Um, he took over Bayern Munich, won the league in his first season. 
Uh, but then the second season got sacked. So I actually thought in taking this job, was, I enjoyed the fact that he took this type of job because you don't see it now in football. You don't really see managers of that ilk going and taking clubs who, who are not in the best financial position um, and really... It, it was a risk. It was a risk taking him because he, he's, he's so he's so he's so different to uh, to Sari tactically, and that's where I think the success has come in because he changed the style. Don't get me wrong; I don't think the style that he's changed to is exciting in any way. But he's he's gone more four four two this year. But I think uh, to get the players to buy into that actually, sh- uh, 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 and for them to consistently perform. Uh, I, I, that's where I think he's done a, a better job than what he was expected to do only in my eyes though because I didn't expect them to do well yeah I, yeah. to be honest I, if you asked me at the beginning of the season where I would expect him to finish with Ancelotti wouldn't necessarily have been second so yeah, yeah I can see why you're saying that yeah um, moving on uh, in terms of players mm. And in terms of one of the uh, reasons why I said uh, Sierra is sort of coming back to the forefront of European football, there's so many good... What I love about this league is all the coaches tend to be Italian. They're actually coming through some very, very good uh, young young talent at the moment. Is there anyone that stood out for you uh, in terms of young Italian players? Oh, Italian players. Um, look, there have been uh, there there have been a few people that have really stood out. Um, yeah. And some of them haven't necessarily been young. I think uh, Quadriella, um <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where that season came from. Um, yeah. I remember watching him six, seven years ago and thinking, oh, he's he's all right, but there's yeah. nothing much beyond that. And had to have a season like he did was <laughs> wow. Um, but in terms of, I suppose, young players that have really impressed me. There's one really, really standing out, and that's uh, Zaniola from uh, uh, Roma. Yeah. Um, it, it was a t- close tie between him and Piontek, but I feel like Piontek is more established at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's more more than just the goals and assists, And but I, and I feel like every time he's on, he makes an impact for me. Yeah. Um, and it's all you can really ask from someone who's, I suppose, quite young and... Like he's really forcing his like foot in the door, and I just yeah. find that just so so impressive. Um, so yeah, he's been a standout for me if I'm focusing on purely young players. Yeah. What about you? Not well. He was he was my one as well. Oh, sorry <laughs> about that, mate. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the impressive season. I and what, I don't know if I enjoyed it more the fact that um, it was Inter Milan that they bought him from and lost him as part of the. <laughs> um, part of that deal last summer um, yeah I thought is I only watched them on, on a handful of occasions if I'm honest I only thought uh, Roma had quite a disappointing season so I think that's another reason why he stands out uh, he had a really impressive Champions League game uh, I think it was Champions League was it against Porto uh, second round uh, but yeah I'm with you. Every time he gets on the ball, I don't know. Don't get me wrong. He might not always score a goal, or he might not always create a goal straight away. But everything, every time he gets on the ball, he seems to 
start something or start an attack or it seems like he always makes something happen yeah oh yeah definitely yeah uh, now we can't finish we can't talk about Italian football and not mention Juventus mm, this is true this is true yeah um so how how would you rate just on the Serie A, not not necessarily including Champions League? How would you rate their season as a whole if you had to give it number out of ten? What Juventus or just yeah yeah Juventus? Oh. Six. It's a tough one. Six. Yeah. Uh, okay, fair, fair, fair. Why so? Well, you can't go. You can't go go below five for mm. a team that has won the league. <laughs> Yeah, I, yep, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that logic. Yeah, um, but why not higher? Uh, I mean, he got outclassed by Atalanta in the uh, Coppa Italia. Uh, I mean, really took apart by them. Uh, they didn't really have. I thought you, Ajax were more than a match for them uh, in the Champions League. Again, I thought the, the warning signs were there against Atletico Madrid. Uh, in the first leg I know they overcame that but I just think for a squad of their talents and then you add Cristiano Ronaldo into that for them only to really win the league and not even come close to challenging for anything else you, that's why I'd just give it above a five they won the league they won the league easily so you've still got to give them some credit because they are they are a winning force domestically Juventus and especially under Allegri I still feel he is one of the most underrated managers in Europe but yeah, I can't, someone's got to pick him up someone's yeah, got to pick him up you, you can't you can't say given the history over the last say five years you can't say that they've had a successful team yeah oh, look I, I I was not not critical but um uh, forcing the questions on like why you think it's a six to be honest I'm sort of in the same boat Um, you can't get below five because yep um league position did well um i would probably again give it a six i don't want to sound too similar but i think because they've formed such a reliance around ronaldo and no one like it's not really no one else is scoring yeah i find it a bit like they've regressed a little yeah um and i feel like the the center backs are starting to age out i, I feel like the first signs of wear and tear in uh benucci especially Chiellini's still fairly solid barzagli's out the door like yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a bit worried for their defense, um, but you never know. They they tend to do fine in terms of growing old in Serie A and playing well. So okay. maybe it continues for a bit. But yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree with the six. I don't. Would you feel that the uh, the introduction of Cristiano Ronaldo's work at Juventus? Look, he still scored twenty something goals. Um, bear in mind, he hasn't played every game because he often gets arrested because of Champions League and all that. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think it's. It depends what depends what the objective was. If the objective to win was win to win the Champions League, so far it hasn't. Um, but has it been a bad signing? No, not necessarily. Um, I do feel like it's going to hamper other players. I feel Dybala will regress or move yeah. one of the two. Um, but yeah, I, I question Juventus's business model in terms of what they're bringing in. But yeah. um, I don't think. I could call Ronaldo a failure. I don't think it's been a spectacular success. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Well, individually, he's had a very good season. I mean, he scored 21 goals. I know mm. he didn't finish top of the goal scoring charts, 
He still scored 21 goals in his debut season in Italian football, which is renowned for being difficult uh, or being very good defensively. Um, so I think Ronaldo as an individual, given the player he is, will always be, always have a good season. But I was I was very intrigued last year to how they were going to incorporate him with other players. Mm. I mean, Allegri's a very good coach at adapting tactics. So I thought, well, they, they, he will adapt. But like you said there, it'll be at the expense of other players. And it's I don't think those other players this year, when they have played, have been as good. Now, I don't want to, obviously, they want to take some of the responsibility for that for themselves. But I think that's where, that's where Juventus are normal. In terms of being, you can switch a game on its head. That's where, they, that's where they've, that's where they failed this year. And I think, I think that's part of the reason why Allegri might have gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do, I do agree. I think I can't yeah. do any more. Yeah, yeah, potentially. I feel um, I, it may also have been the Juventus board just pushing him out for not doing yeah. well enough in the Champions League. And I, I look, I think he's a great manager. I do think the Juventus board or whoever's in charge of transfers in general, like uh, just general ideas, I think they're, they're struggling a bit there. I, th- I question their transfers and their what they're aiming to achieve and how they're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, like I said, they don't seem to be, or they don't say they've had some very good young defensive players been bought at the club over the last couple of seasons or so, but they don't really trust them. It's like they, they still, they, I mean, to bring to bring Benucci back, sort of suggests that they didn't really trust Caldera, who mm. is now who was talked about as the most uh, one of. Italy's most up-and-coming uh, centre-half, sorry. And that, that, then for them to sell it, go go to AC Milan and bring Benucci back suggests that they haven't really got a, a plan in place for replacing the old guard. So, mm. go, yeah, go back on to what you're saying there about their transfer strategy. be very intriguing to see what they do this summer. Uh, in that regard, but I know that again. This is what I do. You think Sarri is the right fit for Juventus moving forward? Um, look, I I don't think so. Not that he's a bad manager at all. I think I rate him quite highly. Um, yeah. But he isn't someone that generally is known for significant rotation. Um, and given all the people they're bringing in, I feel like something's going to upset the apple cart there. Something's going to go wrong. Um, I still think they'll win the league. I just don't think it's going to be as, like, I feel it could be similar to this season, where they win, but there'll be there'll be signs of cracks there. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go the other way. I, I think this, this, this season, coming up this season, this will be the one... Uh, this will be the season where we uh, we see the dominance broke, and it'll be it'll be in Italy. Uh, I don't think Juventus will win the league uh, this season. I think Sarri's yeah, I think Sarri's completely the wrong choice of manager for the club. Like I said, I love Sarri uh, as a manager, uh, but he's well known. He, he's, he's got one he's got one style of play, which is fine. 
he's not known for, like you said, he's not known for rotating players and he picks his best 11 every single week. And that's credit to him for doing that. But you can't, I mean, when you're straight away you look at Juventus' squad, I, I just don't, I'd be very intrigued, I'd be, I'm, I'm intrigued, intrigued to know where, where Ronaldo fits into Sarri's plans. Yeah, that's 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 a fair point. Um, and let's not forget Aaron Ramsey as well. Oh, and also Higuain is potentially going back as the yeah. second highest owner in Serie A, so that could also <laughs> be another another problem in there. Um, yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I I see why you're skeptical. I can definitely understand it. Um, yeah, I just don't know who's going to put up the challenge because I think Atalanta will challenge will struggle with I suppose squad depth, squad depth in Champions League. Yeah. Um, I think Inter are going to be interesting, to be honest. Um, right. The Conte coming in, uh, probably move to a back five because bringing Godin as well. Yeah. I question I question their fullbacks um, a, a lot. Um, so I reckon they'll recruit recruit because um, uh, not uh, not being renewed or bought from Athleti um, and just don't seem to have anyone who's particularly proficient there. But other yeah. than that, there's there's talent there other than the fullbacks. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it'd be very interesting to see what happens in Milan. They're all about, uh, they're all about signing Jacko as well. I've seen, I, I've I, seen. I'm not a fan of that. Not a fan of that. Mm. I've seen links with Lukaku. Uh, uh, if Cardi stays, they're not going to buy anyone. That. Don't see that working. If I'm honest, I I I think I'd be intrigued. It could go either way for me. Yeah. I mean, that's a, we're all assuming that they're going to sell a Cardi. I don't think they will, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I don't really see where he goes over the Juventus. Ah, uh, Icardi. Um, yeah, it's a fair point. I can't really, I can't see him in Spain um, yeah. unless unless they're looking for that Suarez replacement. But I don't think it's going to happen just yet. Um, I can. I know swap deals never happen, but I can see him at United. Icardi. Ooh, yeah. Shouts, yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah like if, if Lukaku does leave and then like they'll find a way of playing Rashford together or something, I don't think it might I don't think it'll work, but I could see him playing there. Um or if Chelsea didn't have a transfer ban, maybe there. Um but yeah, uh, that's that, I guess, suppose Yeah, that's all that's all I can really see. So in terms of what's the one thing you're looking forward to for next season? Like what's the one key aspect? Um now the new managers get on. I mean, basically we've had Juventus, Inter Milan, AC Milan, uh, Roma, and they've all changed managers. Mm. So it'd be very good to see. Uh, very, very good, very good to see where, uh, how those clubs progress under there. Uh, I know AC Milan. I believe are on the verge of appointing Sampdoria manager Marco Giampaolo. I've, I've heard of, heard it. I'm not sure how Sandstone it is yet, but yeah. potentially well, that, would be, that would be. I think that would be a very good fit. He's uh, predominantly known for playing four four two diamond, two strikers mm-hmm. up front, which would suit uh, AC Milan because they, they uh, what I noticed about their second half of the season is that they struggled with who to play up front. Obviously, they had to play Pietic. Uh, or Pietek, uh, however way you want to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they have uh, a young player there, uh, Crotone. Yeah, young striker, yeah. 
who's idolised by the AC Milan fans, uh, he's seen as one of their own. And he's, don't get me wrong, he's he's not an exceptional young talent, but he seems to be doing a very good job. Yeah, look, he's a useful player. Um, I definitely, um, I I, I, I rate Piontek very highly, personally. Yeah. so I don't unless they switch to a front two, I don't see anything happening on that front, to be honest. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, should we move on to uh, the Bundesliga? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's all go in uh, Italy, Italian football. So just to bring an end to that, uh, very much looking forward to the new season, uh, and it was a very very good. Uh, season for Italian football domestically in terms of uh, in terms of uh, the lower teams upset, uh, upsetting the apple cart, so to speak in Italian football <laughs> so the Bundesliga yeah mate yeah oh. uh, we, had, we had a title race oh first time in a while yeah I think it was the first time since Maybe Guardiola's second season, and I still don't think that was an out-and-out title race because I think Bayern Munich would top all year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so within reasons, <laughs> I've got At to say, I was, I was so disappointed with Borussia Dortmund towards the last month of the season. They just couldn't do it, could they? And I think, yeah, <laughs> the minute, uh, the minute Bayern Munich got within. Um, Within touching distance of them, they just became Bayern Munich and just seemed to win <laughs> relentlessly. Mm. I think, oh, and, and I know you're not the uh, biggest uh, stats fan here, but yeah, for me, Dortmund, I, I don't want to say got lucky to be that, that far ahead at one point, but all all your data models would sort of suggest that like they they were really really clinical. Um, and like, it felt like it was a matter of time until, um, Munich, uh, uh, sorry, Bayern caught them up. But for me, I wouldn't even call Dortmund the second best team last season, personally. Really? No, I would probably have them third, maybe fourth. Okay. They had, they had some exceptional players. Yeah. But just, they... They scored most shots that they had, not most shots, but like a significant amount of shots they had compared to other teams. Um, I feel, I feel like next season they'll they'll do very well because they've recruited very well. Yeah. Um, but I I think there was a bit too much like last minute goals from like Paco or just a yeah. exceptional bit of like brilliance rather than a brilliant team. Yeah. Efforts personally. Um, but yeah, what do, what do you think about Dortmund? Like how? Again, we should go to how do you rate their season out of ten? Oh, uh, in terms of rating the season out of ten, uh, I'd have mm. to give it an eight or a nine because just going back to what you said there, I agree. I agree with you. I think for that squad of players, the overexceeded expectations. I didn't expect them to challenge for the title last year. Yeah. I I got the impression that they didn't. The club itself didn't expect them to ch- uh, challenge for the title. Uh, but, again, it, it was more of a watching them play. Yeah. 
I I really enjoyed. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed the style of play that uh, Lucien Favre uh, brings to his teams. Similar si- similar to the way uh, similar to the way Nice played in front in France. Uh, he's a very good manager. He keeps proving time after time uh, that he, he can get the best out of players and a play attractive football. So I, I was very I, I'm opposite end to you. I, I was very impressed with Bruce Dortmund this season. Oh look, I, I think they're amazing to watch, and their individuals are like amazing. But I don't know as a team, I feel like they got lucky at points. You're right. Um, so would you that's, say that's, then it was more? Bayern Munich nearly lost the title than more than Borussia Dortmund winning it. Yeah, for me, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but then again, it, once you've got the opportunity, you've got a bit of luck that falls your way. Like they really should have finished the job, but as yeah. they are, as probably alluded to, they are very young. Um, so I can sort of understand where like all the pressure hit them and like it crumbled from there. Yeah. Um, where what team other than Dortmund? Like what's been the standout team? For you, um, well, I was quite surprised when Bayer Leverkusen appointed Peter Bosch. Yeah, oh, yeah, given what happened to Bruce Dortmund for him. Uh, but then they finished quite strongly, they finished fourth place. Uh, and I also sometimes when, when I look, don't get me wrong, that way in a dig at Peter Bosch as, as such, uh, he done a relatively good job of Ajax. Uh, the football that he attempts to play and his philosophy is great. However, I think he is too Cruyff. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think the football that he tra- or he's, the football that he certainly done at, du- at Dortmund was just like you, you just can't play this type of football in this day and age. It's very similar to the way Barcelona played at the beginning of the 90s. He is a Cruyff. He's probably he's probably the mo- he's probably more Cruyffian than. Than Guardiola is, but okay, yeah, <laughs> but to the point where it's like, well, it's just not feasible. This style of football, like trying to play, it's not going anywhere. Uh, so I was that I was quite surprised when Bayer Leverkusen appointed him, but he's actually done. He's actually gone about his business very good there, and I think he's started to realise the mistakes that he made at Dortmund. What impressed me most is when he took Julian Brandt. From from the left wing, and played them into what a uh, not a box to box midfielder, but he played them centrally, played them like in a number eight role, uh, and I thought I thought he was very good, very good. Yeah, uh, look, I I I think he's done a lot there. I do think I think Leverkusen are going to reg- regress. To be honest, um, obviously losing Brandt doesn't help. Um, no. And I feel that, look, Kai Havertz, amazing talent. Will he have the same season as he did this season? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, from my side, I suppose... Uh, I, f- I feel good things are coming to R- RB Leipzig. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's every chance that uh, Werner could go or Haller could go or th- like some of, the, some of the big talents taken, but... If they keep what they have, um, I feel there's a good challenge, good chance they'll challenge, maybe even win it if Bayern have another start to the season as they did before. Yeah. Um, especially bringing Nagelsmann. Um, I feel 
good things are coming there. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're, they're, they're certainly a, a team, a club, that they're definitely not going anywhere. I think Bayern Munich have acknowledged that. Um, mm. I think I don't know if it was uh, Rummenigger that's come out and said, listen, Germany will have three top teams soon, or three power clubs, uh, indicating that RB Leipzig, uh, once they establish themselves uh, within those top two, top three places, I think they're there to stay. Uh, they had the best defence in the league this year as well. Uh, and credit to uh, Ralph Ragnick uh, yeah. for the job that he'd done there as well, because I thought, given the fact that last summer they appointed Nagelsmann for this year, mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that he was more, he was basically just stepping in as a caretaker role, because uh, mm. he's usually the director of football there, I thought they might have not not had an off season, but sort of like a a transis, uh, a transition season where they were getting every they would, uh, they would the, the attitude that would have been sort of oh well, we'll wait till Nagelsmann comes in the summer. Everything would have been focused on this season, but for them to uh, to finish third, I thought they had a really good season, and they've got touching on there, they they may they may sell one or two players this summer, given. They will get good money for those players. Mm. But they're actually really good at the transfer market and the players that they buy. They always oh, see yeah. Yeah. They're very sneaky with individuals. it. Yeah, oh, definitely. 100%. Um, I don't know. I, I, like As much as like the historical issues and I suppose the issues that uh, RB has with the branding and all that, yeah. and like the hatred towards them, I've, I'm really excited for what they can do and I reckon they will do at some point. Like I just feel progression will come to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm go- going away from that, I suppose just the positives. Um, and I feel like you're going to take mine. But uh, <laughs> where do you, where, where do you think the biggest? Uh, what's the biggest negative you've seen in the Bundesliga this season? Well, as a league or in terms of teams? Um, you could be team. It could be player. It could be the league if you really want it to be the league. But yeah. Oh. Um, I know, broad, broad question. Yeah, a couple of questions, a couple of answers, and obviously Schalke. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> damn it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Schalke uh, had an absolute horrendous season. Mm. Um, and I, I, I don't know, Schalke sort of remind me of Everton sometimes in the way the decisions that the, are made at the club. Uh, that club, that, that club has got got the potential to be so big as uh, given given the uh, the fan base that they have should be doing so much better but I suppose that works against them in many ways as well but I thought they made they made a mistake when they give Tedesco a three year deal or four year deal yeah something like that yeah uh, give them that re- relatively easily as well and don't get me wrong, I know they had the Champions League places, or they had the Champions League as a distraction, but I mean, they nearly, went, they nearly got relegated. To be fair, they almost deserved it. Like, they were that bad. Um, yeah. <sighs> yeah, okay. So, you've got your team then. What would you say has been the most disappointing player? We'll go player. Oh, er... Uh, like... Who hasn't stepped stepped up for you? Thomas Muller. Ah, oh, the wrong daughter, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, maybe it's just because of the, the new system that uh, Kovac was trying to implement at uh, at Bayern Munich. I don't see where he fits in. Yeah, that's true. I, I, but I also think that's like he's not getting played that much. So yeah. it's like, can you really blame him for that? Maybe, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably touch on Bayern Munich a little bit more uh, in a minute. But what about yeah. yourself? Oh, I, th- I think, uh, yeah, Schalke definitely the... Yeah. Uh, that and Stuttgart, but I think I'll get into Stuttgart's business a bit later. But yeah, um, yeah no, Schalke, so many poor things you could say. Um, I mean, I know they had some fairly big injuries, but I can only think of... I can't, I'm actually struggling to think of any particular player that's been remotely decent for, them for the entirety of the season. Um, yeah, so... I, and if... A, yeah, I don't know. I, there's just so many negative things I can say about them. Yeah. But I, I also just don't see it getting a whole lot better. I don't think they'll be as bad, but I don't see them, like the strategy there in terms of recruitment or playing style or uh, manager choice, just it, nothing's really thought out that much, or at least it seems so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't see them progressing a whole lot. Um, they could have, they could go down the path of a sort of like a Sunderland where they have like a few years of just like not getting relegated, not getting relegated, and progressively like getting worse, like eroding until they eventually get relegated. Yeah. Um, might not happen, but it's got the potential to. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, like, like I said, there, when you look at some of the, the managerial appointments over the last, say, three seasons, uh, I agree with your point. What goes through the mind when appointing those managers? And that's not to say that some of the managers are bad, but it's like, well, what what strategy have you got in place? Um, Schalke's fan base is so demanding. Uh, I mean, they love players or love co- or coaches or managers to be sort of be local and sort mm. of have a tradition with the club. That's why when I touched on. Uh, I touched on the comparison with Everton before. Is they're very similar in that way. We, Everton uh, love a player that is from Liverpool, uh, and I think that works against them sometimes as well because the, the, the demand on the players from that club is so high. Uh, it looked like I mean specifically towards the end of the season. I watched a couple of their home games, and it just didn't look like the players. They looked so fearful. And they just didn't look like they were interested. And I think if the game, if, if the Bundesliga went on four or five more games, I think they would have went. I think they would have got relegated. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that actually. Yeah, they they were that bad. Um, in terms of I suppose a player that like uh, has been like for me rather disappointing. Um, and I'm a big fan of this player, to be honest. Um, but I'm gonna go with Neuer. Um, yeah. Obviously, obviously he's had a few injuries. Um, but the fact that um, oh, who's the backup? I think this backup's name is Stark or Ulreich. He's Ulreich, sorry. Um, yeah. Has got games when Neuer's actually been fit at times. Yeah. Sort of just it. It says it says everything for a goalkeeper. Um, yeah. And he just looks slower. Um, like you can tell, generally goalkeepers are meant to last a bit longer, but it just feels that unless something major happens, he's just never going to be that number one goalkeeper again. To be yeah. honest, yeah. Um, which I th- which I think is a shame because I 
absolutely loved him, uh, being a goalkeeper myself. Um, but yeah, that's that's been a huge disappointment of mine. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's on my end. Um, but would would you say that Bayern Munich's problems are very similar to Germany's problems? Um, I think. Ooh, the national ooh, team hasn't been great, has it? If you, I no, mean, it hasn't. If you class sort of like last summer's World Cup and this season as one season, obviously they struggled in the UEFA Nations League, they struggled in the World Cup. And for me, Germany's problems seem to be the same as Bayern Munich's problems, is that they're going through that change from the, that those players that have been so successful and so dominant and sort of make up make up the core of the squad and now pass the best and no longer as good as what they were but they're struggling to actually move them on not replace them yeah look I I agree with that like because obviously a bulk of the German squad is from Bayern you do have those problems Um, I do feel they're gonna it's not gonna be such a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, basically, the the effect of Bayern changing isn't going to be the biggest effect on the German team in the future because yeah. I think I think Bayern are going to recruit a lot more outside of Germany now. You can already see it with um, Pavard. Well, Pavard's French, but like non-German-based yeah. players or Hernandez. Um, whereas the German national team, you're getting, I suppose, more variety of players coming yeah. from different teams. Like, you got, obviously, Sane um, and Brandt from Dortmund. And, like, you get more non-Bayern players. So I don't feel like it's going to be a systemic problem. But, yeah, currently I do agree with the fact that their problems are sort of the same. Yeah. Well, I, I, when I look at them both, and look at the national team, look at Bayern Munich. Because Bayern Munich, I know they, they've won the league. Very similar situation to Juventus, I think. They've won the league, so you can't discredit the season. And... They've done well in actually getting back in the title race because I think they might have even been nine points adrift at one point. Uh, so they've done well to get back uh, get back into the title race and then to turn it round. But they've not had a great season still. Uh, there's always there's always been uh, discontent there. Mm. Uh, similar following uh, Germany's World Cup campaign, and I just think they're both going through uh, transitions in terms of style of play. Germany over the last, yeah, I mean, you could, you could argue since Van Gaal and Guardiola were in charge of Bayern Munich that they've sort of gone towards a, a possession based style rather than that traditional counter attack, well organised uh, German approach. And I think now what Germany needs to do is go back to that, given that the players that they've got available, I think their players around, like the Sanes, the Brandts. Uh, the Verners would actually suit mm. outer attacking style. They'd like, they'd like to be. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, focusing more on, I suppose, count not counter attacks per se, but avoid yeah. going away from the possession based system. I do agree with. Um, yeah, yeah. But how to do that? With I suppose I'm struggling to think of, like solid. German like defensive orientated midfielders, where which can cover for like counter attacks. I can't really think of any at this point in time. They probably are, um, but 
there's no one really standing out. So I'm not sure what system they can implement that would work with that. But yeah. it, it's got it's look, it's got potential, and I do think they're going to have to move away from possession because the players that the younger players don't necessarily fit into that mold at this point in time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so looking forward, what what do you predict? For next season, not necessarily who's going to be first, but who do you think is going to be on the rise, and who do you think is going to be moving down? Uh, I think the top three places will be the same, not necessarily in that order, uh, but I think I think the top three places will be the same. Uh, mm. In terms of going down, Germany's quite unpredictable. Uh, yeah, obviously due to the playoff system that they have, uh, etc. Uh, I mean, Hamburg went down last year. They haven't come mm. back up. Stuttgart have gone down this year. Um, I mean, Schalke nearly went down. So there's always there's always seems to be a surprise there. Yeah, it gym. does. To be fair. Yeah. Uh, but I think what, what what is really exciting about next season is similar to what I said before about the Italian league. Is I can see, I can make. It wouldn't surprise me to see new champions. Yeah, look, I'm I'm in the same boat here. I I I feel like it will be one of the other teams winning it, either a yeah. Dortmund or a Leipzig. Um, because yeah. I'm not actually the biggest fan of um some of Bayern's uh, signings, especially with the money they put into it. Yeah, I think I think they got uh, Lucas Hernandez way over the odds. Um, after a World Cup, which I didn't think he played that well in, to be honest. Um, obviously was in the winning team, but I thought he was the yeah. weakest link. Um. I think Pavard has been he's been good in a very poor side, but if you're paying that much money for a young promising centre back, I, I sort of want him to do more, to be honest. Yeah. Um I suppose you're also paying for the versatility of both of them. Yeah. Um but I'm just not convinced yet. They may grow into fabulous defenders, but at this point in time I'm rather skeptical. Yeah. Um no, I agree and, with you hundred percent on that. Yeah, and in terms of, like, I think Lewandowski arguably has had his best season, even though his goals might not suggest it. I just yeah. I feel like he's carried a lot of that attacking burden with yeah. uh, Robin Ribéry obviously retiring and, like, not playing as much, and Nabry being useful, and Coman, again, useful but not amazing. He's really had to have the attacking burden on his, on his, on his shoulders. Um, yeah. And I don't see them getting... Sane, just because I think City will ask for too much money. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm a little bit sceptical. Um, I heard rumours today that they might be going for Bale, uh, probably because they can't necessarily afford Sane, and I think that will oh, that will turn out one way. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I don't think... I feel like their transition will continue for next year. Yeah, and then yeah. the season after you might see them again, but next season I see them. Look, they may still win it. I don't think if they do, it will be a light, a, a lot tighter call to be honest. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, well, I want to touch on Bayern Munich just before before we wrap things up. I want to touch on Bayern Munich a bit more um, mm-hmm. because for me, obviously, the, the obvious issues there what you just mentioned. Uh, for me, I'm not seeing anyone. Uh, Ribery and Robin are both left now. 
I mean, Robin was still not so much Ribery, but Robin was still relied on heavily for me last season. And when he didn't play, you uh, you noticed. Uh, but I'm not seeing I'm not seeing I'm not seeing them linked with anyone. I mean, I haven't seen that Gareth Bale link. I mean, that could just be that could yeah, just it could be paper easy. talk. Yeah, it could yeah. just be easy journalism. Bayern Munich need a winger who's available. I know Gareth Bale. But yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling to see any sort of plan at Bayern Munich. I mean, how would you say Kovac's first season went? Do you think he's done a good job? No, not really, to be honest. Um, Were you surprised at his appointments? Uh, no. Like, I, I don't think it was a good decision. But I also think that Bayern often make bad decisions. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I sort of anticipated a bad decision. And, yeah, I, I think I sort of expected a manager like Kovac to come in, to be honest. Or they would pay over the odds for someone who was fairly solid, but not necessarily worth the money. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what, what about you? How do you see Kovac's first season? Again, I, did, I just didn't understand the appointment. I thought it, I mean he's won the league, uh, but he so he, he's done relatively well. Uh, I mean you, you can't discredit the guy because he's not he's not finished fifth, for example. He's had a disastrous season. But when I watched him uh, specifically against Liverpool in the second leg of the Champions League, they, they were just never they, they were never going to win that game, and it didn't look like they would win that game at, at any point. Um, it's like it's like he wants to play. I I don't understand the formation that he's trying to implement with the with the team that he's got available. At times, sometimes he looked like he was going to play four four one one. Then it was sort of like, well, you you haven't got the players to suit that system. I don't think the players were happy with that system. Uh, there's been years of, of discontent. I I honestly think, and this is not nothing against him as a manager. But the only reason he's not been sacked is because there's no one, there's no obvious replacements. Well, it could be Allegri, for we know, coming up soon. Yeah. I, I would like to see that. Um, okay, question on that. Who who do you think... Sorry, a bit of a testy pop there. Um, who do you think's had a better season, uh, Juve or Bayern? Ooh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Juve. Really? Oh, yeah. Why? Because their only failing really was in the Champions League. And let's not forget they got beat by a very, very good Ajax team. Uh, I mean, they still finished 90 points. Uh, was it, or was it 91 points? Uh, uh, no, you no, I believe 90 points. 90 points. So yeah, these, 90 points. Yeah. So, I mean, to, to, to achieve that, you've still... They've still won a lot of football matches uh, as well. Bayern Munich, I think. I feel Bruce Dorman lost the league title. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't necessarily agree. I think Bayern knew they were going to go for a transition season. Um, so I don't think the ex- they were planning to like they didn't invest much. They sort of just went. Uh, we'll try win it with what we've got. Yeah. Um, and they, I think they, the board know Kovac not the best option, um, but they'll just deal with it. And the fact they had like a, a very significant competitor as opposed to Juve, who 
like yes, Napoli, but there was something like fourteen points behind. Yeah. Um, like says to me that like Bayern didn't do well, but they did enough in something that was more difficult, but didn't like go over the odds to try be better. Whereas Juve, I mean, a hundred million on Ronaldo, uh, the aging squad, they're just they're doing everything they can to win now. Yeah. And as soon as like the year or two comes, and if they don't win anything with the next year or two, I could see either them spending a lot of money to like rectify the situation or them falling down the order somewhat. The thing. Going back to what I was uh, mentioning there with Kovac, I don't think, I don't want to sound too overcritical of him. Uh, I mean, mm. he'd done a very, very good job at Frankfurt. Mm. Uh, I mean, he won, uh, I believe he, he, won the, he won the German Cup there last season. Uh, he's coming uh, come to a Bayern Munich team that is already in transition. I don't think he's been helped by the club at all. Yeah, that's true. I, I, but it's only going to work for certain managers at Bayern, given like Rummenigge and um, yeah, the other the board. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I agree with what you're saying. He hasn't had that many opportunities, but I also don't think yeah. he's that spectacular. <laughs> um, so a quick um, mention of uh, Dortmund signings. Um, obviously, signing uh, Schultz, um, Brandt, and Hazard. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think they've been very good. Uh, very good. Uh, quick off the mark. They've identified the areas that they need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be intriguing to see if they sign anyone else. Uh, given yeah. Actual, uh, not restraint to the club, but I mean, it's not buying Munich, buying these players where you just think it's an endless piece of money. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm ve- I've been very impressed. Be yeah, I think... Where the, sorry, go be interesting to see where Hazard fits in, given that you've got Sancho, you've got Royce, uh, Paco. Yeah, Paco. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see if there's maybe potentially a change of system there, or whether he's just going for numbers for maybe because he knows they're in the Champions League too. Yeah, potentially, potentially. Um, I think, yeah, as you said, obviously no, not endless money. Um, they may still recruit. I think there's an option because most of that money that they used came from the Pulisic sale. Um, I think they only spent like an extra five million plus the sale of Pulisic to get all three of those players, um, which I think is a fabulous piece of business, to be honest. Um, and yeah, I think with Hakimi, I think returning to Real, is that a, or at least rumored to if he hasn't already? Um, yeah. yeah, they're definitely covering fullback well. So I think they're being really smart with it. Um, I would question they probably need a more experienced centre back. Um, just to, just to help the younger ones. Uh, but obviously, financial constraints, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll be, uh, uh, again, no. Really exciting season. Next season coming up for, for German football. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we see... I want to say hopefully, uh, because it sounds like I don't like Bayern Munich. I actually, I actually love Bayern Munich as a club and, and the statue within the game. But oh, you can say it. You can be an arsehole. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> But hopefully, yeah, we do see some, uh, some new uh, um, new winners. Uh, I can only see it coming from Dortmund or Leipzig, though. Yeah, I, I can't see... Look, I think Leverkusen will drop off. Yeah. Watching Gladbach lost Hazard, who's been key for them. Frankfurt losing um, Jovic. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see much coming from there. It's just yeah. It's one of the three teams, really. 
Absolutely. Well, Yossi, that brings an end to this week's show. Yeah, mate, it's been great. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, very much looking forward to doing the, the Spanish and the French League next week. Or yeah, the part two. Yeah, mate. Yeah, and uh, thank you very much. Just want to say shout out to the viewers and the listeners. Uh, please, please uh, give it give it as many likes as possible and please log on to uh, the TNA website for any uh, some really good articles on there. And we've got a few things coming up. Bye.